This is Jedrick Wills, left tackle for the Cleveland Browns, and you're listening to the Browns Huddle Podcast. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Brown Subtle Podcast. I am your host, Jason Hand. We are part of the Zedia Network. That's media spelled with a Z. For more information on the Zedia Network, you can find them on Twitter, at Zedia Network. If you are a Cleveland Browns fan, have a story to tell, and would like to share it, hit me up on Twitter. My DMs are wide open. You can find me there, at Brown Subtle. You can also find this podcast, at Brown Subtle Pod. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, give a, give us a five-star review, and please share the show. It helps more than you'll ever know. This week, we have an exceptional guest coming to the huddle, host of the Illegal Hand to the Face podcast and co-host of the Browns Table, Jared Bates. You can also find him on Twitter at I am that fat guy with two T's. Jared, welcome to the show, man. What's going on, bud? Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, hey, thanks for coming on on the show, man. I, I love, I love how you laugh as soon as you hear the fat. And I, I'm camera, sorry. Everybody giggles a little bit. <laughs> it it, it kind of makes you giggle. What can I say? I love that Twitter handle. There, there must be two I am that fat guys because you have two T's. Is that? No, no, no. No? I, I, okay. I do. That is how all my friends know me as fats or fatty or anything, but it's uh-huh. always going to have two T's. It's not just a normal fats. It's double XL fats. Okay. So that's <laughs> on purpose. I like it. Yes. Well, uh, Jared, you're, you're involved in two other podcasts, uh, Illegal Hand to the Face and also the Browns Table, which you do every other week during the off season. I know during this during the season you guys go every week i was actually honored to be a guest on that show a couple of months ago give us a brief description of the two podcasts that you're involved with so illegal him in the face is is my is my baby uh me and one of my friends started it and we started it only because we work together and all we do is talk food and sports and i'm like why are we just doing this for the, why don't we let people get in on this too? Because we start laughing at each other. So we started illegal ham to the face and we are a Cleveland podcast. We are not an NFL or MLB. No, we are a Cleveland podcast. We talk all Cleveland sports, but the thing that we like to do is we also love to talk food. And when you get some fat guys talking food, it gets crazy. And we also do like a live show every month. We go to a different bar, a dive bar, or a mom and pop restaurant in Cleveland. We display their food. We do all that kind of stuff because everybody got hurt during this pandemic, especially here in Cleveland, with being shut down for the restaurants and everything else. We're just trying to give back and let people know that there's places out there to eat that have got amazing food that most people have never been to. Like They'll look at it and go, I don't know about that place. But the food is always on point where we go. So that's what we started with the Browns table. Craig Fountain is the uh, host of it. Great guy. And, uh, he's a great guy. You've been on the show. I and we we talk nothing but Browns. I, and it's a forum for fans, 
and friends to come on and just talk with us. It's not a normal, it's almost like how Craig explains it. It is a radio show where you can actually comment and come in whenever you want to. He puts the link up in the comments. You come right into the show. If you don't want to show your face, that's fine. If you just want to comment, that's fine. But we talk all Browns. We talk about draft, free agency, every like last week he actually came live with me on our live show last week at Mike's Bar Grill in Berea, Ohio. And he had a blast. The food there is phenomenal, by the way. Oh my lord, the food is great. But he comes out and we're sitting there talking. We got one of the best questions we ever got on the Browns table is if you wanted to write a book about a past coach, if you want to read a book about a past coach, what coach would that be? Mm. Because he was coming out with his book. So we got that on the we got that on the Browns table and we had eight different people in the crowd name a different coach. Like my mind was Pat Shermer. But we had like Chesinski was on there. Like, you know, you had different. Chud. Coach Chud. Uh, you know, I know. You had different ones. So that's what we kind of base on. And we kind of hit on all topics of Browns. So that's what my little things are. But, yes, illegal hand in the face is my my fun thing to do because I just – I can't help it. I love talking food. I get excited. <laughs> And I like your logo. It's sitting in the back of you. I mean, the listeners can't see it, but uh, it's a fantastic logo, man. So it's so <laughs> the guy that did the art for it, he goes, what do you want for your logo? I'm like, well, my co-host is a Michigan fan. I'm a Buckeye fan. So we got to have at least those two flags. And I, I want a pig with a Browns helmet with a beer koozie on top of it. I want a chicken wing in one hand. I want a whiskey bottle in another hand. And I want him sitting in a recliner. And next thing you know, he comes up with this art, and I'm like, exactly what I wanted. I absolutely love this. Like, the flag that you're seeing behind me, my wife actually bought that for me for uh, Christmas. And she goes, fly it proud, honey. I was like, I love you, baby. (laughs) I mean, he nailed it, dude. Everything that you wanted is on there. (laughs) I know. I was like, I tried to do, like, I'm like, give me a wife beater with a, uh, a mustard stain. (laughs) i can't do a mustard stain but i can get you i get you that shirt i'm like all right (laughs) i was gonna say i don't see a mustard stain he's doing a pretty good job he's doing a pretty good job for a pig but no he did he did absolutely amazing i love it like every time people see it they just start giggling i'm like yeah you guys like it don't you (laughs) it's fantastic man well let me ask you this what got you into podcasting so like i said uh my co-host and i big bry we uh talk a whole bunch of sports and you know we had this pandemic we had the winter and everything that happened and i'm like you know something bud i'm like for once i've been like the kind of guy i was like i don't know if we should do it i don't know about this like our first few episodes were rough because we didn't have the equipment it was just rough so if you listen back to us i apologize for like the first 10 episodes okay (laughs) after that it gets better but and then we just started rolling after that. And it just, it took us a while to get off, but I, we love to talk sports. We love to talk food. And when you get me and him together, it's a conversation. And that's what I like about it. And sometimes it's a very funny conversation because I'll start laughing to the point that I have to leave because <laughs> of the stuff that he's done. But that's how we wanted this to go. And it was, I, I just, I, 
I thank my wife because she's the one who told me to go for it. So it's it's one of those things like it's nostalgic right now because she's like, I think you should do it. I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, uh, and I'll, as soon as I start, I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, listeners, if you get a chance, make sure you listen to Illegal Ham to the Face podcast and also the Browns Table. Both of them are fantastic shows. I was honored to be a guest on the Browns Table and Maybe soon I'll, I'll come on the illegal ham to the face. Podcast. You better bring your food game because we don't. I'll bring, I'll bring it. We, we just had our Easter. So, you know, the Masters is this week. Mm-hmm. And we just got no recording. And we did our master dinners because it's the uh, if you're the past champion, you get to pick the dinner for everybody. So we did our uh, master's dinners this week. So. Yeah, when we talk food, we get we get into it good. You get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard today that they were, you know, the Masters dinners tonight and yes. they, they held an empty seat for Tiger Woods, which I thought was pretty cool. Yes, and I hope he comes back. I really do, because the sport's different without him. But it just that that was I thought as soon as I saw the reports, I'm like, oh my god, it's Tiger? What the heck happened? I like know, it was just I one know. of those ones that, like it was just floored me. Like, yeah, this year hasn't been enough already. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna throw this one in now. I Perfect. know. <laughs> I, I immediately had a bad feeling, and I'm glad it turned out the way that it did. He's gonna, he's, you know, he's gonna be okay. So, um, the, you know, Jared, there's a lot of highs and lows to podcasting. It's not all good. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. What What are some of your highs and lows to hosting and co-hosting podcasts? So, so my high is when we get feedback from people, yeah. like I love hearing from people because yeah. it makes it easier to do the show. Mm-hmm. And most people don't understand that because when we hear back, that gives us question, gives us insight, gives us, gives us something to go on either for the next show or critique us for the show that we just did. Yeah. But the downside of it is like, you know, it, for me, I do it one night. And that's it. You know, it, you are kind of the same way because I do have a family. I have twin boys. I have a wife. I have a beagle princess, which she, she's a little diva. But that's kind of the downside because I do have to edit and do some stuff. But if I can do it all on one night, that is my night to do it. And then after that, we are golden. And then I can be dad again. But there's times where I can't do it because there's certain interviews or certain things I have to do. And that's kind of the downside, but the, the upside, I love talking to people like being on here with you. I can't thank you enough for having me on because this is amazing. Like I love talking sports and just having a blast. I have a blast as well. For, for me, I didn't realize how much preparation would go into just doing one episode for, you know, I type an outline, I prepare, you know, there's a lot of research involved, especially when you have a guest. Um, When I first started doing podcasting, I didn't realize all the work that went involved. But like you said, the highs, this is why I do podcasting, to talk to guests, to talk to Browns fans in particular. I have met so many people doing this show. I built so many relationships through this show on Twitter that it just makes it all worth it. So, oh, I, And I, I agree. I completely agree. 
like, you know, you and I are going to meet up here soon to go get some food because I owe you some food when you come to Cleveland. So I'll, I'll do you right, bud. <laughs> that, that's happening, by the way. I, I've got a, I've got a, uh, more than a handful, but let's call it less than 10 people that whenever I go to Cleveland, I'm going to let know that I'm in town and you are, you're one of them, man. <laughs> We're definitely going to meet up and, and share some brewskis together for sure. I'll invite Craig then too. <laughs> Well, there that's one of the ten. <laughs> I know. Perfect. So you got two out of the road right there. Yeah. So um last year it didn't happen for me. Um you know, I, I've committed to going to, you know, because I live in Virginia, so it's it's a travel for me, but I've committed to going to one home game a year. Uh two years ago I went to the Sunday night football game against the Rams. Last year I had tickets to the Washington football team. COVID kind of changed everything, but this year I, I feel like the restrictions are going to loosen up. I'm almost, I've, I'm in line to get my vaccination. I've already signed up. So nice. I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming Cleveland. You're on notice, buddy. We are, <laughs> we're, we're coming. Hey, I'll take you to fat heads. We'll have some good food. You've never <laughs> been to fat heads. Have you I've not been to fat heads? <laughs> fat heads is a brewery here in, uh, in Cleveland and they actually have okay. sandwiches that they call head witches because the sandwiches come out the size of your head. <laughs> oh yeah. You're in my neighborhood now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So note to self, I am staying in downtown Cleveland. Yeah. Well, I'll still pick you up and take you there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you like to talk about barbecue on, on your podcast. I love oh. to grill out. I love it. I mean, it's uh, one of the things that I love to do is I like to smoke um, my meats. I like to grill. It's a great thing to do during football. What What is your favorite game day meal to prepare? Oh, so in my house, we always do either the full oil chicken wings. Okay. I, I go straight grilled chicken wings and I make my own sauce for them. Or we do barbecue chicken quarters with some cornbread and baked beans. And look at you're all excited. And the thing is, we're not fancy here. I get the cheap open pit barbecue sauce and I just smother it all over them <laughs> until I get ready to dip mine in because I make my own barbecue sauce on the side. <laughs> Gosh. Well, have you ever seen the have you ever seen the I think they're at Walmart, but they're the bag of chicken? Oh yeah. You That's get my chicken fave. Yeah, you get chicken quarters, you get a 10-pound bag for like five bucks. <laughs> And it feeds the whole neighborhood. You get like 30 chicken quarters in there. So that's your go-to right there? I love it. I, I Like, that is like, if I'm cooking out for friends and family, especially if it's a lot of people, that's what I'll do is I'll do barbecue chicken, do my special beans, do some cornbread, maybe some coleslaw, and then that's good. But if it's just me and the kids, oh, me and the kids, we just do the full of chicken wings. We do grilled chicken wings with a spicy garlic sauce. Oh man, dude, we gotta hang out, bro. You were, you, you're like, singing my tune, man. That's <laughs> like, hey, there's a there's a grocery store up here that I get excited about because every now and then they'll do a meat sale. It's like a, a once a like once a month they'll do a meat sale, so you get like a ten pound loin, uh, a pork loin for like a dollar sixty nine a pound or something like that. Uh huh. And then they do the same thing with ground beef. They do a 10-pound ground beef or whatever. But then they do those chicken quarters. 359 
for a 10-pound bag of chicken quarters. Now, normally, since it's just me and the wife and the kids, I'll take that bag and section it out, and then, you know, we do four, 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 whatever. But if we got a party coming, two bags, got the grill going, and just let it go. Just throw it on there. Just throw it on there. Throw it on. Like, <laughs> no, I got to watch. Sometimes the grill takes off from me, and I got to spray it down with some special sauce, but because I overflame a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I really do. I love chicken quarters with a grill. I don't know what it is. I I think it's the best that you can get for bang for your buck, especially if you're having a party. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. I like to ask this next question for a couple of reasons. Number one, it takes you down memory lane, I think. Number two, I get to gauge a little bit of uh, who I'm talking to, what kind of what age bracket you're in. And I already know this because we talked pre-show. Um, who was your Brown? Who was the Browns QB when you became a, a Cleveland Browns fan? Okay, so you <laughs> might disown me after this one, but Tim that's Couch. impossible. Oh, that's okay. Okay, the reason why is when I was growing up, and I've told this on our show, I'm left handed. So when I was growing up as a kid, there was only one left handed quarterback I ever knew. Boomer Sison. Mm-hmm. And I was just a Boomer fan, Icky Woods, the Bengals, all that stuff. And then my stepdad got a hold of me. All right. And I wasn't like a super NFL fan. God bless fan. that man. Well, I wasn't a super NFL fan. I was more of a Buckeye fan than anything else. But I would watch the NFL. And, you know, I had players I liked and everything else. When 99 came around and the Browns came back and I – I still remember to this day, I got hooked on the Browns versus Saints when Tim Couch threw the Hail Mary uh-huh. and Kevin Johnson and Gerard Cherry was there, even though he's going to hate me saying this. because, <laughs> But watching that and watching the joy on my stepdad's face, who was a fan for his entire life, and watching him just be excited about one win, I finally realized what it was like to be a true fan. So from 99 on, I have suffered through 99 on and watched everything. And that's how I got started. And I will never go back. My dad, love my dad. He gives me crap all the time. He's a Steelers fan. He's a dick. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> like <laughs> I yell at him all the time. I'm like, how are you a Steelers fan? He goes, son. They win. I'm like, here it is. Like, I, I don't know how to explain. But that's how I started. And I will never veer away from it because I live in Cleveland now. Cleveland is my home. And the Browns are my team. And I will never go away from that. Can, can you believe that was 22 years ago? I feel old. That's what I feel is old. I mean, in, in some ways it feels like yesterday, but in a lot of ways, since 1999, bro, we've been through a lot, man. We've been through uh, a lot. We haven't been through a lot. We've been through a lot of crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, hey, we have one pinnacle. It's like, oh, it's not that bad. And then back into the crap again. Yeah. That's why what we're going through now almost seems like a dream. And I have to pinch myself sometimes because it's just, and we're going to talk about the draft here in a couple of minutes, but 
wow, we have come a long ways. And I just, for the first time in forever, I feel like we're building something that's not fly by night, but it's something that, that that's, nothing's permanent, but it's, it's a foundation that we can build on and it's not going anywhere. Like we're doing it yeah. the right way this time. Yeah. And it, I, I feel bad because it took like 12 years to figure that out, <laughs> but you know, we're, we're there. And I feel like for once there's an upside and like, you, you know, you and I were talking, we're not picking a top five or top 10 or we finally have a 20 pick. Hold on. A 20 pick that we didn't have a six pick before that or traded down <laughs> to get that 20 pick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is where we're at now. It's like, what do I do? Like, what? hold on. So I don't, I have to stay up for the entire draft until midnight to watch us pick. Oh, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had picks in the 20s. Just the other side of that, we, we, in that same draft, we had pick in the top 10 as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or or we traded that top ten pick and went down to the twenties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's let's get into some headlines and news. Top of the news: Sam Darnold is now a Carolina Panther. Um, the Panthers gave away a six round pick this year and a twenty twenty two second and fourth round pick. What what are your thoughts on that, man? Um, who got the better deal? Is is Sam Darnold? Does he have a chance? Uh, how, how does Carolina feel about this? I mean, what are your thoughts about that that trade? So, for one, I think the Panthers got the best deal out of that because they're really not giving up that much. If you think about it, he was a number was he number two or number three? Three. Number, number three. Mm-hmm. He was number three overall pick. All right, he's still got two years left on his contract. It's still a rookie contract. And you're giving up a second, a fourth, and a sixth, right? So the fourth is this year or the second? The That's next year. The, this year it's a six-round pick, and then next year so, it's a second so, and a fourth. So you give up a six-round <laughs> and a second and a fourth next year. Yeah. You never know what next year is going to bring. And a second and fourth is not guaranteed. So you actually stole a top three quarterback from three years ago that can actually revamp your offense. And you and I were talking before the show started. I think the Jets ruined him. I really do. And I think Sam Darnold with Robbie Anderson, with Christian McCaffrey, with weapons around him, and a coach will work with him because Adam Gase. I mean, come on, Adam Gase. I think that it's a chance for him to kind of turn everything around. And I think that's what they're – gambling on because if it doesn't work this year guess what they only have them for one more year after that and then they can reset but for right now they're trying to get the window with christian mccaffrey i mean they paid him that much money he's that much of a talent and they're trying to give him the quarterback that i i thought it would have been teddy bridgewater but when christian mccaffrey went down they're just saying teddy wasn't it and go on from there but i I really do like Sam Darnold. Now, here at Cleveland, don't like Sam Darnold. But there, perfect. Yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, who got the better deal. Only time will tell that, right? Yeah. I mean, Carolina Panthers, they get Sam Darnold. The New York Jets, they get a sixth round this year, 
who knows who they're going to pick with that. And then next year they get a second and a fourth. Um, you know, obviously this year the, the Jets have what, – what is their pick this year? They have the second pick. Is that, is that what it is? Um, this year, so they're gonna they're gonna pick a, a quarterback. So obviously they feel feel good about that. Um, Sam Darnold, he's twenty three years old. He's he's still very young. You'd mentioned Adam Gase. I mean, look at Ryan Tannehill. I mean, oh, yeah. he, he gets out from under Adam Gase at Miami. He goes to That's Tennessee, and you know Tennessee's happy with Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's obviously revamped his career. Maybe Sam Darnold can do the same thing in Carolina. Who knows? Maybe they'll both get uh, – maybe this is a good deal for both of them, right? Because obviously I, I, the Jets wanted to move in a different direction, so they had to get out from Sam Darnold. They had to get as much capital as they can from him. So maybe this will work out for both of them. Well, I mean, it's a it's a new coach. It's a new – I think it's a new GM. Am I wrong? Did the Jets get a new GM? I think they did. I so think so. The GM is going to pick who he wants. So it's – it's one of those ones. The coach has a eye for what he wants. GM has an eye for what he wants. And at the time, Sam Darnold wasn't it. So, you know something? They got some capital back for him, and he gets a chance to improve himself. Yeah. So, who, who knows? I, I thought it was interesting, though. Three weeks before the draft, they make the move. Who knows what, who's going to get the better deal of that, so... Um, all right, other headline news. This is kind of a fun one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, guest Jeopardy host. I don't know if you're a Jeopardy fan. My my wife is what? downstairs watching it now. Um, she loves the show. What, what did you happen to see him as as the host? Or I had no clue. I I honestly had no. You clue. didn't hear about that. I had no clue. I'm so sorry. I. <laughs> Hold on. So he's a host. What are you doing? Guest host now? Yeah. So, you know, with um, Alex Trebek passing away a couple months yeah. ago, they've had several guest hosts. hosts um, and Aaron Rodgers, this was just last night. So if you hadn't heard it, it's brand new, right? But okay. he's going to be the guest host for two weeks. So you have time to to, to catch up on it. Um, obviously... Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a big Jeopardy fan. I didn't see last night's show. I do have it on the DVR now. I'll watch it after we record tonight. But from my understanding, there's mixed reviews. Some thought he did great. Some thought he didn't do good. But uh, it's hard to fill those shoes. Yeah. Yeah. But the first question I have is he still have the mustache. If he still has. Yes. If he still has the mustache, he could host Jeopardy. I think he's I got. Not. I think he's got kind of like a beard going on right now, like well, I he do. It's a straight mustache because Trebek, clean shaven, yeah, scared the crap out of me. Trebek <laughs> with a mustache looked amazing. Yeah. So tell him to put a mustache on. The question I have for you is: Is it possible? Because Aaron Rodgers wants the gig. He he wants to be the next host of Jeopardy. But my question for you is: Is it possible? He can also be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Can he do it both? So for what I understood is when they do Jeopardy, I think they only I think I think Shebeck only worked like 16 hours. Mm-hmm. Like they recorded everything within like a matter of a couple of days. So yeah, he could do both if he wanted to. I don't understand I, I don't know why he couldn't. 
would it be weird? A little bit, especially if those things are aired while he's playing football on Sundays. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> tape recorded. Oh, why am I getting Aaron Rodgers right before? Like, oh, oh, I'll, oh, okay. It was previously recorded. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it would be, it, it would be weird. But I mean, if that's what he wants to do, he can do it. That's fine. You got other people doing a whole bunch of other stuff, so it doesn't matter what he does. Plus, Aaron got his backup, right? Mm, I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think it could. I think he he could do both. I mean, they might have to make the studios in Green Bay to make it work, which I'm sure they would probably do that. I mean, what's hey, that? I mean, they could do it. First off, what are we on right now? Zoom. We're on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Exactly technology nowadays he doesn't have to they don't have to go to green bay he they just, just do like a hologram or something just zoom it in <laughs> <laughs> just zoom it in what one of the one of the the guests last night on the final jeopardy question i did see this he he said Is that what um, we were talking about with the field goal yes <laughs> oh my lord <laughs> why did we kick the field goal <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up Oh yeah. wow! So that guy didn't finish first, right? Uh, no, I don't think he did. But yeah, I, thought yeah. it, I thought it was fantastic. He should have. If, if I was in third place and I didn't know the answer, I would have wrote that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. So, do you know what, do you know what Rogers' reaction was to it? Kind of like he just kind of put his hand to his face and was kind of laughing. He said, "That was good. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played." <laughs> Sorry. It's no, it was great, man. You can, I'm, I'm sure it's all over YouTube and probably Twitter. I'm sure you could probably. Oh, now we'll have to look that up. Oh, you definitely, definitely have to look that up. <laughs> all right. So the next thing, next news and, and headlines, the 17th game was announced by the NFL, and it appears that all the AFC teams are going to host the NFC teams and the Browns drew up the Arizona Cardinals. So the Cardinals will be coming to Cleveland for that 17th game. And and we don't know when, I mean, that could be the first game of the year or the middle, but what, what are your thoughts? I mean, my first thought was JJ Watt, man, he oh, signs oh with the God. Cardinals and here we go. You know, that was your first thought. I that was go, my first thought. I would go with Kyler against Baker would be my first thought because Back to back, there you go. Uh, at, I'm I, sorry, the, the the wound hasn't quite healed from JJ oh, Watt. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I thought he should have just came here. I got you know something, and I was a huge. I I really was. If you watch the Browns table, if you hear us, I was. I wanted JJ Watt so bad because I thought that veteran presence would have just. It was just cached in here. I really do think it would have, but you know something the Browns have showed us that they're going to pay a price and it's their price. It's not the free agents price. It's not, you know, what people think the market price is. They have a price on them. That price was not there, even though they offered them, but he chose to go to Arizona, but you also got to factor in Gallery Hopkins is there. We don't know if that friendship kind of helped it out. Plus the money that he got there. And Arizona's not that horrible. They're really not. Like, they're mediocre. We'll see what happens. But I was kind of 
wondering why he went to Arizona because I figured he would go after a Super Bowl. But I'm not saying the Browns are going to win a Super Bowl, but it was like one of those ones I took a step back going, Arizona was on nobody's radar. What the heck happened there? But as you get older, joints start to hurt. And you know what feels good on joints? Sunshine and 90 degrees every day. (laughs) And that's what he's going to get in Arizona. Hey, 75 and sunny every day. I thought the most profound thing that you just said in all of that was the Browns are going to pay what they're going to pay. They're not going to overpay for these free agents or people. I mean, that's a new way of doing business here in Cleveland. And we can finally, I mean, finally we have the leadership and we have the talent on the roster and we have a lot of things to back it up to where we don't have to, Hey, five years ago, if we wanted Jadavian Clowney, we'd have to pay $21 million a year to get him. Now it's not the case. Well, hold on. We offered him the most money last year, and he spit on us. No, I don't want to go there. I'm going to go play with Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. Let's say he turned his nose up at us. Let's say that. All right, he didn't spit on us, but (laughs) I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But he also didn't know what was going on here. And like you said, for once, we don't have to overpay for people. We actually got a strong safety of free agency that took a pay cut to come here. And is excited about it. Uh, it like super excited. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of nice uh, how this is transitioning with this front office is it's just, it's status quo is this is what we're going to pay you. If you don't want that, that's fine. We're not going above this. This is top dollar. And then, we will go elsewhere. That's it. You know, like, and they did it with JJ. They did it with, well, look at the free agency. I mean, we were expecting a fancy pass rusher and we never got one. Yeah. Bud Dupree out there. You had all these pass rushers that I even thought we were going to sign one of them. Nope. Too much money. We'll go safety. Like, who does that? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and it might be one of the reasons why we haven't signed Clowney to this point, right? I mean, we're we're gonna pay what we're gonna pay. We have a price tag. He has a dollar amount in his mind. Somehow we haven't. You know, I don't know if that's it, but we had that. Those two dollar amounts have not met yet. So it's either oh. we come to an agreement or we don't. I'm sure we'll be talking about Jadavian Clowney here in a couple minutes, but. Yeah, that, that that's a new way of doing business, man. Here in Cleveland, we 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 have the cookie right now. We do. And they've they've actually put an offer out to him. As from what I've heard, they put an offer out to him. He just hasn't done anything with it yet. And you know the great thing is, is the longer this goes, the better it looks for the Browns because where's the else? Nobody else threw out an offer at him. Yeah. And, and there's other defensive ends that are free agents that I like at this point as well. So we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, other news. Okay. So the 17th game, we're playing the Arizona Cardinals in Cleveland. That's my uh-huh. old stomping grounds is the Arizona. That's where I'm originally from. So that's pretty cool. Uh, my dad is a little disappointed. He, he's, he still lives in Arizona. So he, he definitely wanted them to come to, to Phoenix, but here, here it is in Cleveland. Um, all right, so in, this is uh, something interesting. You know, instead of the doubleheader for the first Monday night football game, which, you know, 
I guess it's cool because I mean, when, when football season is first starting, you like to see all that you can, but that second Monday night football game, man, I have a hard time staying up. So they've traded that for week 18. They're going to do a double header on Saturday, which I'm a huge fan of. Oh, I'm a huge fan too, because guess what? First game of the year. Don't be crap, but the 18th and you're getting a double header. There's playoffs involved. There is so much drama involved if it's set up right. Like, who cares? It's oh, We had the first game in Canton that the starters don't even play in this preseason. Well, and you're forgetting the most important thing about this, Jared, cool. is Saturday doubleheader. We've got barbecue going on. where You, you can't do that for the second Monday night football game. No, you can double barbecue. You can double barbecue. Oh, I it's not ideal though. No, no, no. You can. You can do a pregame for the first one, and then do like a burger and a hot dog <laughs> for the second one. But, but yeah, would you agree that the doubleheader Saturday is a better situation for that? Yeah, because normally what I would do, I would cook enough food that people come back for the second one. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> I, I'm so hungry right now, man. You're not the only one. I haven't eaten dinner yet. I haven't even had lunch yet. I mean, and when I, we're done I, with this, I'm going to go down and destroy the uh, extra ham we have in the fridge from Easter what, Sunday. No, hold on. I got to ask you, how'd you do your ham on Sunday? Did I you just do put viral ham? I, I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what we did with my ham is I don't like the spiral ham because I think it dries out a little bit. Yeah. So I get like the, the fatty ham. <laughs> Ham the face. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I put a Cajun cinnamon dry rub on it. Hold on. Maple syrup. And then sprinkled brown sugar all over it. Threw it in the oven. Came out. <laughs> Love it. Does the does the brown sugar give it like a nice bark? Oh yeah. And so does the maple syrup. Yeah. You haven't done the maple syrup, that's sugar for the maple syrup. And hold on. Gotta be maple syrup. I'm in Ohio. We do maple syrup. We don't do Aunt Jemima. We don't do well, nobody uh, does that anymore. No, no, no. Authentic maple syrup. Okay. Like stuff that you buy, uh, the good stuff. But yeah, you just paint it all over that ham and just oh. it was really good. It was really good. Okay. Well, moving right along. We'll just uh get through this and I'm sorry. I love it, man. Food. All right. Um, let, let's talk about Clowney. So the Browns hosted free agent Jadavian Clowney two weeks ago. He still hasn't signed anywhere. Do you believe ultimately that he will sign with the Cleveland Browns? You're shaking your head. No, 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 no. You don't. I really don't. The reason why is I, like I said, bro's got a price tag for him. He thinks he's worth more. If he takes that cut, Eh, we'll see, but I I don't think it's going to happen because it didn't happen the first time when we offered him the most money and he took less to go somewhere else. So I don't think like they met everything sounded good. I don't think so. That's me personally. Okay. Um, Mary Kay Cabot differs with your opinion. Does well, that matter? She differs with everybody. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I like Mary Kay Cabot. I, I, hey, I do I, like her. I got nothing wrong. 
do I want to see Cloudy here for a one-year deal for about $7 million? Yeah, sure. Let's kick the tires. But you picked up Tack McKinley, who is younger, who is also a first-round pick. All right. You still got other veterans out there that you can snag. And you have the draft coming up. Free agency still goes. You can still sign him, whatever, after. Am I right? Oh, yeah. You can sign him. Yeah, if he's a free agent. Up, yeah, you can sign him all the way up to whatever. So I think they're going to hold Pat until after the draft. And then after the draft, they might readdress it. But for right now, they have an offer out to him. And guess what? He's a veteran now. Training camp sucks. He won't sign until after a training camp like he did last time with Tennessee. So it will be a long, drawn-out process like it was before, but I don't see him on the Browns. I would like to see him on the Browns. I just don't think the money matches up now because he thinks he's worth more than what he truly is worth. All right, well, we'll we'll get into some more Browns free agencies in just a couple minutes, and we're definitely going to talk about the defensive end position because I believe that not only is it possible we can draft a defensive end ed- edge rusher with our 26 pick, but it's also very possible, probably likely, that we'll draft uh, we'll sign a free agent at that position as well. But we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Um, Proposed league, uh, proposed rule changes that are that are coming up. Um, there's like 13 of them. I only I only wrote down four that that the owners will be voting on. The league will be voting on here shortly. Um, the number one thing that they're voting on is no, and I'm a fan of this one. No interviewing. No interviewing for head coach or coordinator until after the conference championship game and hiring can't become official till after the Super Bowl. I'm a fan of that. I've never liked that yeah. to where they can interview during the playoffs. I think it takes away from that team that's in the playoffs. It holds up a lot of stuff. What What are your thoughts about this, this proposed change? No, I, I totally agree because you know something the, there's always the what is it the Red Monday is what they call it after week seventeen or what Black Monday Black Monday yeah so it you know you're always going to have that but it it just you know some I, I'm with you let the season completely play out and then hire a coach after that I mean what's the hurry it's it's not like it's college where you're trying to recruit players yeah okay like you got February March April was the draft. Okay, so you got two months to get your team set up, your scouts in place. And if you're a head coach interviewing for that spot, you already know who you want to draft. You know, like the GMs already know, like, wait till after Super Bowl. I agree. You know, I I don't see the hurry in it. Um, I think it, you know, as a fan, you know, the, the Browns, let's say, you know, this is going to happen. The Browns in the, in this, in the playoffs next year, one of our coordinators is interviewing with another team. It just rubs me wrong. It just does. So yeah, I, I'm a fan with just waiting till after the conference championship games, there's like what a two week lag between that and the Super Bowl. 
if if you have to interview somebody between that, I'm, I'm, I still would like to. I would like to have interviewing just hold off completely till after the Super Bowl. That's what I would be in favor of. But at least after the conference championship games. Yeah, yeah, I would totally agree with that because, like you said, interviewing during a game that the offense or during a uh, during a week yeah. where you're preparing for a game. Yeah, you're you're trying to prepare for a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and your offensive coordinator's got his head going, eh, I might get this job, though. Yeah, take a second. <laughs> like, or, just, a, or, a, or a coordinator that's very qualified for the job uh, pays respects to his current team and says, no, I'm going to wait, and then he loses out on the head coaching job. There's also that side of it. Yeah. Well, you, you think of Eric Bieniemy last year. Yeah, yeah, which we've seen enough of that. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. All right. So that's one. Another possible proposed rule change. And this is a fun one. This is a scary one, too. Instead of the onside kick, a team can go for it on fourth and 15. What would you what would be your thoughts on that, man? So so you're a team, you're down by four instead of onside kick, you know, the, the odds on that. There's a proposed rule change where you can they, they can place the ball. It's a fourth and 15 situation. You get the first down, then now it's your ball, and, and you got a chance to kick a field goal or, or score a touchdown to win the game. All right, so the first this, question I have yeah. is where's the fourth and 15 from? From the, the – from where – that's a good question. From where, you, from where you're going to onside why. kick it? No, it well, can't be that. Yeah, I was going to say, because the reason why I asked that is because if it's in your own area. I think it would be where you're going to kick it from. No, maybe where the kickoff's from. Okay, so that would still be in your own area. Right. So you're trying to do a fourth and 15 from, let's just say, the 35. I think it's the 35. Yeah. So fourth and 15 for the 35, and you got to get to the 50-yard line. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you fail, guess what? Game's over. Game's over, and I understand, but sometimes, strategic wise, you know, it if it was from like the fifty, I can understand because it's still not giving the other team an advantage, but also not giving your team an advantage. You know what I'm saying? And it could be a situation where there's literally three seconds left in the game, and it's hail mary time. Yeah. So why? So if it's why give a, that? team an opportunity to do that when the whole game they yeah i'm not a so, fan of that i don't think so it, it's but the percentage for what they showed is the percentage of fourth and 15 and the OSI kick are kind of the same but it's also today's nfl and if somebody blows assignment and you know what i'm saying like yeah i like it but i also i love the outside kick because if it's done right and somebody can get it that's why you have a hands team. That's why you play special teams. It seems like now we have gone away from special teams. You know, you're now kicking an extra point from the 40-yard line. Yeah. Well, what's next? We're not going to punt anymore? You got to go for all four downs? You know what I mean? Like, there's specialized people that do it. There's special teams that do a great job. And I, I just kick the outside kick. Just be done with it. And if you know something, if you suck and you didn't make it, 
should have traded with the fourth down before that. <laughs> like, I, I think the I think the league is trying to revamp the onside kick is what I think they're trying to do. They they want that to be more exciting because now the odds are way against you of recovering yeah. that onside but kick. I, I mean, we had the watermelon kick last year that was successful, but but it, you know if it's an onside kick situation, you're not getting it. So the, so the league is trying to make it more exciting to put the odds more in the team's favor that is doing the onside kick. Yeah, and I I totally get that, but at that point in time. Most games come down to a field goal in the NFL. And it's normally a last-second field goal, unless you're completely blown out. So at that point in time, how many onside kicks do we do? And we don't do that many. What, maybe three a year? If that? Hmm. I don't know. I think it's, yeah, I think it's more than that. But, yeah, I, I, mean, I, hear, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I mean, but you're you're enticing, depending on, like I said, depending on where the ball is positioned when you're wanting to do it, you, you know, you could do a fourth and 15, and if you fail, you fail. It is what it is. But most of the time, like, I, I don't understand. They're trying to make it exciting. Well, guess what? It's already exciting. And you know something? If you get the onside kick and you're the one team that does it, Guess what? That goes down if videotape hit. Well, uh, there's my age. Videotape, video history. It's going to be replayed every time on sports. How many times has the uh, Magic in Tennessee been replayed? Yeah, with the laterals and all that stuff. So it it's almost like doing a half court shot. So no matter if you want to do fourth and fifteen, or you want to do an onside kick, I just say do an onside kick just to keep the special teams involved. Because at some point in time, we're just not going to have kickers. We're just going to start 25, and there's going to be no kicking involved anymore. All right. And the next one is the overtime rule that was proposed by the Ravens, which makes me immediately skeptical. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know if I fully understand this, but it's a spot and choose, spot and choose overtime rule where the, the winner – Do you, are you, did you read up on this? Okay. So this is the way I understand it. The winner of the coin toss can spot the ball wherever they want. So they can spot it on the, the 10 yard line, any side of the field, but the other team gets the option of defending or being on offense. So you got to be careful where you spot the ball, right? Because if you spot it on the 10 and the other guy, okay, I'll be offense. They're 10 yards away from scoring a touchdown. So, but I don't know. I mean, they're also trying to revamp the overtime rule. I don't I don't know if I'm a fan. I don't fully understand it yet. I, I, you know, I obviously you don't know where you sit because you're just hearing this for the first time, but it's, it's a weird dynamic to overtime. Do do you like the way they currently do overtime now? Each of them get a possession unless it's a touchdown. Correct. I I am a huge, huge fan of the college overtime. The reason why both offenses, both defensive get a play. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, you can't go down and score a touchdown. Let's just say coin flip. Oh, I get heads. I score a touchdown. Game's over. Well, why my offense didn't get a play we could have tied it the way that college does it 
I think is the best way to do it. And especially, especially when they do the uh, two point conversion after a certain point in time, Mm -hmm. I love the college version of overtime because it keeps everybody engaged and it keeps it even because no matter what happens, your defense has a chance to stop it or your offense has a chance to win it. Okay. It's not a fluke. You know, let's just say somebody blows coverage, somebody scores a touchdown. Or it's not a field goal, and then oh, we could tie it with a field goal, or we could win. Like before with the field goal, I hated that. Oh, I couldn't stand it. I, I hated that because no matter what happened, if you got a good kickoff, game was over. And I hated that. And you never, you know, you might not ever touch the football. No, and, and, and I guess the argument could be, well, you know, your defense should stop them. But sometimes good teams don't have good defenses. You know, they're they're more powerful on the offensive side. So I just don't like a coin flip that could possibly decide a football game. I don't like that's that. That's the great thing about the college one, because guess what? There's no coin flip. Do you want the ball first? Sure, we'll take the ball first. You're playing defense. Right. We'll flip it after this. Yeah. If you score, you score. If your defense holds up, you won. That I I I love the college college rule. They're going to change the college rule here soon, which I know they will. But I do love that college rule. I I I love having an offense starting at let's just say they're thirty five. You got thirty five yards score a touchdown. Defense stops you. You know the offense scores. You're screwed. Yeah, you kick a field goal. The other, the other, you know, the, the next possession, if they score touchdowns over, they kick field goal, it goes to second overtime. Exactly. Just keep running it until it's, you know, done. I really do love that, though. And the, the last thing that I noted was uh, replay official, eye in the sky. We, we've heard that with the, is it the AAF, the sky judge? Um, yes. There's terminology in the, in the proposed rule change that, says basically it allows a designated member of the officiating department to provide information to on-field judges. So whether that comes from in the booth, uh, from New York, I don't know, but there, that, that terminology is in there. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, 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 on that? I mean, there, there's, there's people that say, I don't want to slow the game down, but ultimately we just want to get the calls right. Yeah. And you know something, the the refs are reacting to what they see. Correct. And the way the NFL is now, it is bang, bang, and they are faster, stronger than they ever have been before. To have that eye in the sky to go, hold on a second, let's pause this, I think is the thing they need to do because we both watched games where they blew the call. Blew it. Uh, I mean, just blew it. <laughs> and we're like, how did you not call that? And there was nothing. Or it was too close to call. Well, I saw a fumble. Did you see a fumble? Yeah, you saw a fumble. I didn't see a fumble. It would be nice to have that over top, oversee of everything. Just to make sure. And it's not for pass interference. I, I don't want it for penalties or anything like that. I kind of want it for either interceptions, fumbles. Catch, the, no catch. Yeah, you know, catch, no – and what's a catch, no catch anymore? I don't know. Well, tell me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
Nobody knows. I used to know pretty well, but now I don't yeah. know. Nobody knows anymore, but like yeah. things like that. that That's what I wanted. And, you know, something, if it slows it down, they get the call right, that's fine. As long as the team's not getting screwed over for it. All right, let's let's move on to the the next segment, and then we'll get into the draft just a little bit. We're kind of running up against the time. What what were your overall, overall thoughts of the Browns' free agency so far? So I was hoping they would get a defensive end, and they did not. They went the opposite way on me, and they took a linebacker, they took a safety, they took a quarterback, they did all this other stuff. Well, they did take a defensive end, but. It's a proven, yeah, it, it's a proven deal. But what they did is they solidified their safety room. I really do believe with Johnson the third. I think they did that. They also brought in a slot corner that could also play the other side of Denzel Ward. Great, he's a little bit older. The two that I'm really excited about is Tack McKinley and Anthony Walker. Anthony Walker. I think is going to help change this defense. Tack McKinley, if he can come to form and want to play, which it seems like he does, his pass rush, along with Miles, could be amazing together. It really could be. Because his PFF of getting off the ball and getting to the quarterback it's like a 60% rate. Now, granted, he didn't tackle the quarterback, but you got those two guys coming at a quarterback, do it. Do it, do it, do it. And for what you got for him, and especially Walker, you have a defense. So the two guys you got on defense that I like the most, Johnson the third, Walker. You have Johnson who ran the entire Rams defense. He called all the plays. He did everything. You have Walker who... Leaving Indy, everybody glowing remarks of what he does mentally and physically. And we finally got our boomer linebacker, which everybody wants because he's not the guy that's going to cover, but he's going to fill a gap and punch somebody in the teeth. Yeah, and you know, uh, Tack McKinley is 26 years old, former first rounder, I believe. They signed him for one year. A little over four million dollars. Um, th- this is an important year for Tack McKinley, um, yeah. just like it is for the Browns. He- he's trying to rejuvenate his career, and I love when when you have a player on your team that it's a contract year, and essentially a one year contract is a contract year. So he's playing for all the juice. He knows that if if, if he doesn't do well this year. He's not getting the big contract next year. So I do love this signing, and I think he'll do well opposite Miles Garrett. I, I do too. I really do. And, and just to get a former, he was injured. And did you hear his interview when he came in dressed in the nines? He came in suit, tie. Uh-huh. You know, he's all ready to go. He goes, eh, I guess fifth time's an option because the Browns have tried to pick him up four other times. Now they finally got him. So they think highly of him. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but to hear the way he talked in his interview, it wasn't a child anymore. And that's what I feel when he got drafted is like, I can do whatever I want. Uh, You guys don't know anything, blah, blah, blah. He's finally on the backside of that going, 
obviously I can't, and I got to play, and I got to prove it. And like you said, you're on a prove it deal now, dude. Go out and ball out because this is probably going to be your last chance. And if you don't do it right, you might catch on a practice squad or a training camp or something of that nature. But if you want to sign on a team, here's your chance. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's why I think deals like this are a win-win. For the oh, organization, yeah. you're not locked into a free agent that you know for five, six years. For yeah, and, yeah, and, you, and then you're stuck into a contract. No, it's a one year deal. And guess what? If he does well, he rejuvenates his career in Cleveland. Why would he want to go anywhere else? Then, exactly. if he does well, we feel great about him. He feels good about the situation. Boom. Then we sign him for a, a three or four year deal after that. Yeah, exactly. And then he's committed to this team because he's already here. Because they're the Sorry one that gets the chance. Exactly. Um, obviously, you like that we re- retained Richard Higgins. I mean, everybody loves that. I think that's a absolutely that's a steal. That's a steal. He's doing the clap and fist pump in case you don't you can't see him. Oh. Um. All right. Going. Let's circle back to to Jadavian Clowney. Um. Your your thoughts are we're probably not going to come to an agreement with him. Are there any other free agencies at that position, any other free agents at that position that you're looking at? You know something? And I really don't. I I think the Browns might take a couple flyers on a couple people, but I think they're kind of done with free agency until after the draft, until they see what they got, then they will offer a couple guys. I, I can't think of anybody offhand. I mean, there's still some veterans out. Is Dunlap still out there? No, he's already signed. Oh, he's already signed. Well, then, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, let me let me give you. There, let me go is ahead. There's something that you have that I've got a couple. I've got a couple. Um, Ryan uh, Kerrigan. Okay. What are your thoughts about him? If the price is right. Um, I looked at his stats before we came on and let me make sure I'm not mixing him up with anybody else, but, uh, Ryan Kerrigan, he has only missed four games in his entire career. He's older, right? Yeah. But, uh, but he's healthy last year. He had five. He only started one game last year. Guess how many sacks he had. And you're talking about um, Washington football team, you know, Chase Young, you know who that is. And then <laughs> who's, the, who's the other guy, Sweat on the other end, Montez Sweat? Yeah. Is that right? Um, guess how many sacks that Kerrigan had? I'm afraid to ask. Five and a half sacks. In one game? No, 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 all, all year. But he only oh, started yeah. one game. Well, it's not bad. I mean, he's a linebacker, right? Uh, defensive end. Why do they have him on Wikipedia as a linebacker? I think he was like an outside linebacker, but he's oh, he's it. a three-four. He's yeah, a three-four. But, okay. but he prefers a four-three. Okay. Um. That's, Why not? I mean, I mean that. Yeah, that's a. We're 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 talking about a guy that's um. How old is he? Twenty-eight years old. 
no, 33 years old. <laughs> We're talking about a guy that's 33 years old. We're not going to sign him to a long-term deal, but could you sign him for one year, bring him in? He's a veteran. He's a great locker room guy. Um, my kind of vote like would be Clayboard. Huh? Kind of like we did with Clayboard. Yeah. You know, and you're oh, still yeah, going to, you're still going to draft a guy, right? Yeah. Um, so there's, there's Ryan Kerrigan and then also Justin Houston would Ooh. be a guy that I would look at. Now you are talking about Big Bry's buddy right there. I think Big Bry wants him so bad. And the only thing I have against Justin Houston is he's a little bit older. Well, he's still only 32. God, why do I feel I'm old? Like I think of these guys like older and I'm older than they are. So, but it would be the experience you need there. I mean, you got Tack McKinley at 26. It'd be nice to have a veteran on that defensive line along with Sheldon Richardson, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, la- they, well, last year, last year uh, Justin Houston played 16 games. The year before that, he played 16 games. Last year, he had eight sacks. The year before that, 11. Um, <laughs> how much would he, a guy like that flourish opposite Miles Garrett? Even if he's in a rotation with McKinley. Well, that's what we thought about Olivier Vernon when we got him. And that's what I was kind of hoping for. Now, Olivier Vernon did better without Miles Garrett for the longest time. Because when Miles Garrett was out, Olivier Vernon balled out. He really did in the second half. So uh, you have, the, and he's still a free agent too. I mean, would you sign Olivier Vernon back if he's healthy? Well, I don't think he will be healthy, right? Because, well, not out of the gate, but I'm just saying, like, let's say once he gets his Achilles and everything else taken care of, would you want him back like week nine? Mm. I mean, if he could come, yeah, I mean, if he could come back healthy, obviously he's going to be really cheap. I, I, let's see, he injured himself. Was that week 17 against the Steelers? No, 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 it was before the 17. Okay. It was I late thought, in the year, though. Yeah, it was late in the year. I think it was the the game before the Steelers. Okay. Um, I think I everything's a blur. Pandemic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. No, but it it was late in the year. The Achilles, you just don't come back from that. I, I don't know. I, man, next year might just be a scratch for him. I, you know, maybe he can come back towards the end of the year in November, December time frame. Um, I he did play as it by all terms played his butt off for you know when miles is out he really did and he showed up balled out he so. really did that, that was so unfortunate that he got hurt when he did and the kind of in, injury that he he suffered so yeah so uh that that's my plan uh jared is is to sign another free agent at defensive end whether it be clowny I don't know if I'm for it or against it. I don't like what he did last year, right? I don't, I certainly don't want to overpay for him. Um, you know, Ryan Kerrigan, Justin Houston, one of those guys, but definitely signed a free agent to uh, to get in that rotation and then also draft a guy as well at that yeah. position. Let, let's talk about the draft. The draft will be in Cleveland. Are Yeah? Are you starting to see some – Oh, I'm so excited. Are you starting to see some, um, you know, uh, decorations going up? And, I mean, the city they, of Cleveland they, is. They have started building on the lakefront already. Uh-huh. They already got, like, the podium set up. Like, it, I, 
The only thing that I am upset about is because, you know, obviously Las Vegas last year didn't get their draft. And right. I, I could totally get it. And we're on the, hopefully, fingers crossed, backside of this pandemic. I think Cleveland's getting screwed because if the draft was in Cleveland, and especially now without limited seating, without mask, without anything else, this city would be rocking. And not like a little bit rocking. Browns Browns fans will shake the core of the NFL if this draft was in Cleveland without any mandates, restrictions, anything. I already got people texting me going, are we tailgating for the draft? I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> like they're like, people are chomping at the bit for this thing. And I, I just, I know I will never see the draft in Cleveland probably in my lifetime. And if it is, I'll be way too old to go to it. And I hope it comes back soon. But I hope that the NFL kind of looks at it like, yes, we kind of springboard and comes back to Cleveland one more time. But I don't think they will. I really don't. But I, I think this city is just ready for this. And I think it's like we just had opening day for uh, the Indians. All right. The home opener here. And, and be honest, downtown has been a death show. Like, nobody's downtown. Nobody's doing stuff. People are closing shops at, like, 6 o'clock. And they had the Indians home opener, and it it was like Cleveland's back again. Like, everything's starting to, like, open up, get excited, let's do it. And then you have the draft coming, and it's like, okay, we can have the draft, but we only need 20,000 of you. We don't need probably the 200,000 that would show up here and just rock this place. <laughs> I maybe I'm wrong, but I heard there's really not going to be any restrictions as the how many people can show up. I mean, they're just hey, come on, let's go. I, now I know to get close to the stage in that area, yes. you got to show your vaccination card. But outside of that, I think they're just come on, let's let's roll. Which I hope so. I hope that's the case <sighs> because if that's the case, I cannot wait to see ESPN cameras scroll and just see that whole city just be excited for. Yeah, I mean, the whole city is going to be so excited for this. And we were excited beforehand. Then, like, the pandemic hit, we're like, oh, crap, what's going to happen to us? Like, are we going to get it now? Right. What's going to happen? What are we doing? Nobody knew. Like, we didn't even know until, like, a month ago what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, you know, if you go to the draft, be safe, wear a mask, keep your distance, but have fun. Right. Like you said, yeah. who knows when the next time this could happen, we could be too old to really have fun well, or, for us. Like yeah, our for kids, us. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I already told my kids we're watching it. <laughs> They're like, what? I'm like, we're not going downtown, but we're watching it. <laughs> I think we should take a moment to celebrate that the Browns aren't picking in the top five or the top 10. I mean, I am totally with you. That's why I try to tell everybody like everyone's like, Oh, we got the draft coming up. I'm like, hold on. This entire free agency, entire draft cycle, we're not talking, one, about a quarterback, two, about a coaching change, three, about a new GM. We have all those coming back 
plus the entire offense. And guess what? We're drafting 26, not six, not 16, 26. And we didn't even trade down to do it. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this draft a little bit. We're just going to talk, I really specifically, Jared, I just want to talk about pick number 26. We'll get into, I'm sure on your show, you'll get into rounds two, three, four later on. And we got a month before this starts, but. Yeah, we got Big Brian doing a mock draft next episode. So Big Brian, mock draft, I love it. Like I, that's fine. 26, and I will tell you straight up, the Browns, I have no clue what they're doing. The reason why is this free agency, they shored up the back end. They picked up Tack McKinley. For once, last year, we needed a left tackle. Blatantly obvious. Now we got Jeb Wills. Wasn't expecting that one, but it worked out perfect. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This one, we already have Johnson. We have a linebacker. We have a defensive end. They can pick whoever they want to pick for once. And guess what? There's no need there. Yes, we would like an edge rusher. But for once, they can actually look at that board and take the best available player in the first round that will actually be part of this team. I mean, think about that for a second. Honestly. Do they need a safety? Technically, no. Do they need a defensive end? Be nice to have one, but technically, no. Do they need a linebacker? Be nice to have one. Technically, no. They filled holes. Now, they can draft for whatever. And this is what I said on the Browns table last week. We don't know what they're going to do. This is this is what I love about this front office. Is everything I think they're going to do? Nope. Not it. Like, like they are just, they're baffling me. Like, you know, oh, well, we need uh, this guy. Well, we're going to sign a wide receiver. Well, crap, I didn't see that coming. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is what this front office is doing. And the good thing about this front office, like I said before, they're going to get what they want to get. And they're not going to overreach for it. And I have a feeling at 26, and it's probably going to surprise the crowd wrap out of everybody 26 is not what you're going to expect for this team it's not going to be an edge it's not going to be the big name guy that you think they're going to slam even though i love that i have a feeling it's going to be a guy that's going to fit what they think is going to fit us whether it be i would like to see defense but if they get the white the right wide receiver to drop down to them why not take a wide receiver? Or why not take a center? Or, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they have options. Now, do I think they'll trade down? No. Trade up? Possibly. I doubt it, though, because that third-round pick they have. But I think they're going to stay pat at 26, and I think they got about four guys that they're looking at that they'll be completely okay with, whether it be quarterback whether it be a defensive tackle and i honestly think it will be a defensive tackle because they got uh billings coming back they signed Malik. they signed 
you can't have enough defensive line of quarterbacks. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like for once this draft is weird because they're not there's not a need. There really isn't in this draft. You're you're right. There isn't a glaring need. I'm of the opinion, and I don't know, I'm just a fan like you are with a microphone. I I personally think it's going to either be a defensive end or a cornerback. That's just my feeling. I I could be totally wrong. There are some things that I love about this draft, the way it's 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 setting up. I looked at PFF. I love that website. They had a, a they have a mock draft and they have five. Oh, did you do the mock draft? I love that mock draft. I, I didn't do it yet, but I'm going to. But I, I was just looking at the picks before, so pick one through twenty five. Check this out. They have five quarterbacks. Oh yeah, four of them I, going in the. Uh, I, Four, I think the first four are quarterbacks. Yeah, the first three. Pilot goes like this, pushes down to us. Yes. You might get a top 10 talent at 26. Yeah. That's why I said I I love this draft so far because they do have five quarterbacks that should go to first round because everybody wants a quarterback, right? At that point in time, that pushes – Mika Parsons down a little bit more. That pushes, and you know something? The Browns could look at it and go, hold on, they don't need a linebacker. We could jump up here. Would you be surprised if they jumped up in the draft? Because I would they not have, be surprised. Because they have the two third-round picks that are bundled right together. Was it 89 and 91? Mm-hmm. I think they are. Or Would you be surprised if they gave up one of those third-round picks in their first round to jump up? I, I would not be surprised if they jumped up, but I mean, dude, PFF has five quarterbacks, six wide receivers, one tight end, four offensive tackles, one offensive lineman, and four cornerbacks, two linebackers, and one edge rusher and a safety going before us. So when when you look at, uh, you know, positions that we're strong at, I would say we're not looking at quarterback. There's five of those. Wide receiver, we can, you know, I'm not saying we won't draft a wide receiver, but we don't need one in the first round. There's six of those projected before us. Tight end, we have one of the best tight end rooms in the league. Um, Who's the guy from Florida, Pitts? I mean, they're projected him to go top 10. Then you have four offensive tackles, one offensive uh, lineman, and four cornerbacks. Now, cornerbacks, that's where I I see us as having a need. Yeah, but man, when you look at every time someone picks a, a, a quarterback or an offensive lineman or a tight end or a wide receiver, we as Browns fans have to be excited because that pushes all those players that we could pick up to where when we're picking at twenty six, like we could pick the best, the top two edge rusher in the whole entire draft because they're all getting pushed back. So that's the way I'm looking at it. So look. To be honest, we're not looking quarterback. We're not looking running back. We're not looking wide receiver. Eh. Offensive line, we're good. We even got backups that are good. I mean, okay. we'll pick offensive linemen like in third or fourth round, but not yeah. certainly not the first round. Yeah. Not the first round. So right. at that point in time, you have the entire offense is off the board for us. Okay? We just picked up a safety to match up with Ronnie Harrison and Grant Delpit when he comes back. So there's three safeties right there. Now, granted, yeah, they could go to safety. The only thing I could see them actually going after is a cornerback 
because you're still not sure or greedy. Granted, you got a couple other guys that can fill in. All right. Linebacker, they they're high on Jacob Phillips. They brought in Walker. You still got Mac Wilson. You know, they're only going to run two linebackers, especially with the like this def- this defense is going to be weird for us. Like it it really is like three safeties. Like just think about that. <laughs> it's crazy, man. All but right. the defensive line is where I think they should go. But if that guy's not there, they don't have to take him there. Like this this draft is so deep that they can get that guy to second round, like you said. They can wait to the second round. They can actually take for once, like they did with uh 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 Bryant, Bryant, Bryant Harrison Bryant. He was a top tight end. They got him in the fourth round. They could have drafted him way before that. But he was at the fourth round. They're going, really don't need a tight end, but we're going to take him anyways because he's the best tight end. That's right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. this front office is different from what we're used to. You know what? Like normally the pass run offices, we're looking at it going, oh, okay, well, they're going to do this because that's what they do. This run office is like, it's weird what they're doing. And it throws me for a loop. And I love every bit of it because what they've done so far, though, has built this team into something special, and I like it. So no matter what they pick, I'm on board. Yeah, I mean that. This is a, a draft where we have no idea what what they what they're gonna do. I I think personally they're gonna pick a defensive end or cornerback as their first pick. What get, give me a couple of names if you know? I mean, a couple of names where where you see us picking at twenty six. All right, so we have uh, the one. There's a linebacker I like from. It's not Vader, but dang it! Now I gotta look it up. I don't have it. Uh, J.C. Horde mm-hmm. is the quarterback. I think they would look at. You have the uh, defensive end from Penn State. I can't think of his last name. Jason Oway. Yes, if he's there. I think they might look at him. And then you have the uh, linebacker from Tulsa, David Collins. Mm -hmm. And then you have the, is it Wake Forest? It's not Wake Forest. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? And I love you. He's a middle linebacker. He's only like six foot tall. I think he's from Wake Forest. Uh, I don't want to poke at my phone to look at it. Do you him. think they would go linebacker first pick? I don't think they will. But I don't I think, think they will either. But, I mean, I, I've heard I've seen several mock drafts with Zayvon Collins, but but I, if they if I think if that person's there that they think is right, they'll I take think him. they will. Yeah, because you only got Walker for one year. You got Mac Wilson, who was on his I think last year, right? Mm, he's I got one or two. I think I, he's got another year. Yeah, he's got another year. Uh, he's got another two years, I think. And then you got Phillips, and then after that, you don't have, you know, at, it's hard to tell what this team will do. That's why I'm so excited about this draft because for once, it's not going. Oh, we're taking a left tackle. Well, let's name off all the left tackles. Oh, we didn't get that guy. <laughs> okay, and you should be happy. We're not picking a quarterback, people. I mean, I've seen Jalen Phillips from Miami, um, 
Ojolari, Aziz Ojolari. Oh, from, yes. Uh, Georgia, yeah. I've seen him. Um, cornerbacks, I've seen Greg Newsom, the second from Northwestern, and As- Asante Samuel, Samuel Jr. from Florida State. Um, th- that's the two positions I, I think that they're going to go. But then, like I told you, man, I'm just a fan with a microphone. I have no idea, and I love it. Like, right. usually we're picking in the top five, and we're like, oh, yeah, this is this is who we're taking. I know. Although I- Baker Mayfield was a surprise. I didn't see that coming until like a day before the draft and there was some scuttlebutt that, that he was going to be the pick, but I, I didn't know that we were picking Baker Mayfield and that was the you, first pick. So, you know what the thing is, is my, so big Bry did not want Baker Mayfield at all. He hated that pick. And I actually called those first two picks because I was at a bar playing pool and I saw Baker Mayfield go off to me and one of my buddies were just going nuts. And I'm like, Denzel Ward, Denzel Ward next, Denzel Ward, and then boom, it happened. And I'm like, I don't know what to do now. I <laughs> I don't know what to do now. Oh, there's the other one. Uh, Quiddy Pay, Big Bryce High on. Uh, uh, where's the middle linebacker? I'm trying to I'm trying to find him because I don't want to. And they're not doing it for me. Oh, nope, that's not it. Well. No, Big Brian loves his Michigan boys, so he wants quitty pay here. But okay. you know, there there's a couple linebackers that are there that should be good. But like you said, you know, you can find linebackers later on in the draft, especially with uh Bear Browning, Pete Warner, you know, the guys from Ohio State that are I gotta chime in Ohio State for Big Brian because I know he's watching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it a lot of it depends on if we sign a free agent at defensive end, that might give us some more options. Although if we sign a Justin Houston or Ryan Kerrigan or Jadavian Clowney, I still think we could, you know, edge rusher is not out of the question for that first pick, but I'm definitely staying up till 11 o'clock, man. I'm drinking my monster drink. I'm staying up, dude. I'm not falling asleep for that pick. I'm pretty sure I caught off work the next day. So I think we're good. Oh, (laughs) Solid move there, man. Well, I have to be up at like five o'clock in the morning. And if I'm staying up till 11 o'clock watching the draft, calling off the next day. <laughs> Good move, dude. I, man, I, I should probably do that. Can I, can I do that too? Sure. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, it's not that hard. You just go, yeah, this isn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it beforehand because you can't call that Friday and go, <clears throat> Boss, I'm sick. I don't feel you can't do that. It's not gonna be genuine. Oh, you don't know where we work at. We can do that. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, if I, I, I gotta do a personal day a couple weeks in advance. I, I could get that. You day. get you get PTO off, right? Just sure. take a day. Just sure. take just take a day. Just enjoy the draft, take a day because guess what? No matter what happens. If they pick a quarterback 26, I swear I'm probably going to fate, and then I'm going to wake my kids up at 11 o'clock going, we're leaving Cleveland. <laughs> if they pick a what? A quarterback at 26. Oh, quarterback? That, yeah, quarter. Oh, that, that is not, not happening. Quarter. Yeah. If that happens, back. boys, get in the car. We're leaving. We're leaving. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with you. We're going to Canada. <laughs> no, no. 
<laughs> we'll go the other way. We'll come down to you in Virginia. Well, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, man, let, let's wrap this up. You know, in my opinion, um, you know, there's a, we have a two-year window right now to really go for it. Oh, yeah. um, after that two years, we got to start signing uh, these players that are that are play, playing for our future. So right now, man, <laughs> it, it is time to go for it. And we got that window, and I'm excited. I, I really I, – I cannot wait until September, man. I cannot wait, dude. I can't wait either because you'll be here with me and we'll be eating barbecue. You got that right. Bags of chicken or quarter chicken. Yeah. Let's do quarter it. chicken. I'll start cooking. <laughs> what, what, what restaurant are you taking me to? Let's give them another plug. Fatheads. Fatheads Brewery here in North Olmstead. Beautiful North Olmstead, Ohio. Uh-huh. And they have a bubbleberry beer that is perfect for you. Oh, man. Yeah, you're <sighs> getting excited now, aren't you? I am. I'm going on Southwest to book my tickets when I get off here. What's happening? April, May, June, July, August. Six months. That's I'm it. thinking Steelers game. What do you think? Oh, good Lord. You can do whatever you want. I'm down. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> All right, man. Let's, let's wrap this up. Um, I have one Browns Huddle podcast mailbag question. It's my fault. I didn't. I didn't put the tweet out until a little bit before we were recording. Um, but big underscore Mike, 9169, he's a friend of the show. I wrote with him at Browns Access. Great guy. He's a cameraman at the Titans game. Huge Browns fan. He asks, and you're the perfect guy to a- answer this, what is the biggest upside and downside of the Browns signing Jadavian Clowney? Oh, Dang it. Why would you put me on a spot like that? Um, the upside is, is if you get the freak athlete that everybody thought you were drafting the one next to JJ Watt, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the upside. Like you're supposed to get that number one pick. Like you're getting that guy. Downside is you get last year's guy. Last well, year, no, let, let, well, last year he didn't have sacks, but he stopped the run pretty good. Like he, it's, it's hard. Cloudy is such a weird dude. Like you have Miles Garrett. We're like, oh yeah, that's you gotta take him number one. Cloudy was that number one pick. And he had work ethic issues. He had it's just weird. Like you watch him all through where was it South Carolina he played? <laughs> yeah. Dude, and I remember was- watching him uh play uh at South Carolina. It was obvious, said, man. I mean, he was the biggest guy on the field, dude. He's well, and he was he was he was just I think he finally got to the point where he couldn't push over people anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he finally met what okay, I'm top 100 and now I'm playing top 100. I'm not playing Vanderbilt or you know what I mean? Like I finally felt like he met his match. So the downside is is just Clowney's a just yeah. I, I downside is he's just garbage. I I don't know how to explain it. So the upside with David Clowney is you're going to get that first round talent that he was drafted to be, if he ever is that. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm excited. I hope that happens, but it I don't think it will. I really don't. 
I think they can find somebody in the draft that will do that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't know how I feel about signing Jadavian Clowney. It, it, would I be excited if we did sign him? I probably would be because I, I would know that we got him for the right price. He's going to come here to work because, b- believe me, that, that's what they sold him. Look, if you're, you're going to come and wear a Cleveland Browns uniform, you're going to come here and work. He's going to be opposite Miles Garrett. So that's going to be an advantage for him. So, they, yeah. But he's also going to have to split time with Tack McKinley. And that's fine. You know, I mean, I, I think that Tack McKinley, I think I even saw somewhere that he'd be fine with that. Yeah, um, but, but would Clowney be fine with that? That's the thing. Well, that's, that's, the, that's thing. the thing. That's the big thing is would Clowney be, oh, my Lord, are you a dipper? A big dipper. Oh, Sometimes a little I, dipper. Oh, I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> we'll talk about this off air. That's okay. But uh, yeah, Jadavian Clowney, if we sign him, I'd be excited. If we don't sign him, I know that it just wasn't meant to be. But I do, um, you know, to answer your question, Big Mike, there, there's big upside, obviously, with Jadavian Clowney. There's, there's downside, obviously. But um, if we don't sign Jadavian Clowney, I, I would like to see us get an edge rusher, whether and I've already mentioned this, whether it be Justin Houston or Ryan Kerrigan. So um, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, th- this is the time of our show. We're about to wrap things up, Jared, where I'd like to give uh, my guests a, a chance to give themselves a plug. Where can listeners find you on social media? And if you could just talk briefly again about your podcast, where can the listeners find your podcast on what um, – platforms and that sort of thing so uh, you can find illegal ham in the face you can follow us at ham illegal because for some odd reason on twitter illegal ham was taken go figure that one huh that's what i said i'm like ham illegal i'm like typed in illegal ham and they're like nope taken so whoever has that kudos um <laughs> well played you know, right <laughs> yeah you can follow me also. I am that fat guy. Most of the time I'm on at Ham Illegal. Um, you can also catch us on Facebook. You can catch our show. I blow it up on Facebook, you know, Twitter. It It's a good time, guys. If you want to laugh and listen like we did tonight. I mean, we're talking food. This is how our podcast goes when, <laughs> when we get it going good. So it. Just give it a chance. That's all I ask. I don't ask for much. But also, part of the Browns table with Craig, which you are on, and the Browns table, if you want to find anything about the Browns, we have everybody that comes on with us. We have you, Jason Hand. We have Brad Ward. We had Kevin Arnold from the Voice of the Lamb podcast. We've had other guests. Just chime in. That's all we ask. We want feedback. And do it. We'll get back to you. Like we blow up. Like every time my brother-in-law chimes in, I'm like, no, no, I can't do it. It's my brother-in-law. <laughs> like I just look at him and laugh. But that's this is what this is for. It's fun, right? Absolutely. And just to talk about the Browns table just a little more. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, if if you if you're if you're entertaining that idea, the Browns table is a perfect platform for you to test out your sea legs you know you can go on there as a one-time guest 
you can re- revisit if you like, but it just gives you a chance to get on a, a, a podcast and talk about your favorite football team, the Cleveland Browns. I, I highly recommend the Browns table. It's such a good time. So definitely check that out and definitely listen to illegal hand to the face because uh, it's a ball of laughs and he does talk about food a lot, but he does talk about Cleveland sports as well. So make sure you check like, them out. It, like, you know, if you have like, you know, we, we do podcasting because that's what we want to do. If you have questions about it, I've had people help me out. DM me at illegal ham or at that fat guy on Twitter or message us on Facebook because I have had so many people that I've asked for help to kind of figure out what the heck I'm doing because, you know, I'm not tech savvy, not even close. <laughs> if you see, if you ever see me, not even close, but I've had help along the way. And those people that have helped me out, I owe that to them to help other people out. So if you want to start a podcast or do whatever, hit me up, hit Jason up. Jason will help you too. I will. I mean, just, just message us because we're just people too. We're not, we're not, you know, the color commentators of the show. We're just people, dude. We're fans. This is what we're, we love talking about Browns. This is. The reason why we do this is, like I told Bri, is it's almost like sitting around in a circle drinking beer with your friends just talking about the Browns. What do you think they're going to do? Well, I don't know. What do you think they're going to do? I don't know. Like, this is what this is for. So, message us. We'll help you out. We'll get you set up. Let's do it. <laughs> Man, this was, this was a lot of fun, dude. I, I don't know how long this episode was. But uh, I, I can promise you, hours. I had, I had, what's that? I think it was like two hours. Oh my gosh. I apologize. That's okay. <laughs> I had a, if you stuck around this long, thank you. <laughs> if you stuck around <laughs> halfway through, I understand. But Jared, I had a blast, man. Thanks for coming into the huddle. And until thank next you. time, I like to end all my podcasts with the Go Browns. So one, two, three, Go, go Browns. Brown.